0: Good morning. Well, it's great to see you today. Welcome. Good to be together in the house of the Lord. Great to see the place packed. Nice, and um, great to just come and share this morning and uh, be together. It's it's good news just to be together. I loved it, man. We were banging it in the worship today, weren't we? Come on, loved it. Loved that uh, sense of just uh, praising God. I was um, talking to Jay during the week, Jay, and. Uh, Jay's in Hull again this morning, and um, I, I emailed one of his uh, kind of like uh, leaders in the church just about a couple of things and said, how'd you get on with Jay then, you know? And he emailed me going, he's different, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he said he did the Bible study on Tuesday night, and um, one, of, uh, one of his leaders came up to him afterwards and said, I- I've never met anyone who's so excited about Jesus after being saved for 25 years. And James going, of course I am excited about Jesus. Jumping. And uh, I was thinking about that today when we were just uh, singing about raising hallelujah. I'm going to sing in the middle of a storm louder and louder. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, we read and understand the truth in the Bible, but you know it's such a fight. You know, there'll be people in here this morning and you're having to sing and you're in a storm and you're saying, Lord, when's the storm going to close? And you don't know when the storm's going to close, but you do know the Lord who you're singing to. And so sometimes we just got to sing out, you know, and uh, praise him for all that he's done for us. Amen. So uh, we're in the scriptures this morning. Um, um, we're in the Bible somewhere. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, just a few verses, and then we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 1 as well, uh, just for uh, just so you know. Um, Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 16, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him, and when they'd gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing for their nets, Preparing the nets, even. And without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Wow. And then we're just going to flick over to Deuteronomy chapter 1. I'm going to read a few uh, verses from there. Um, let me just, I'll read from verse 1. These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the wilderness east of the Jordan. That is in the Arabah, opposite, Suf, between Paran and Tophel, Laban, Hazaroth. I wish I'd start a few verses lower. And dies a hab. It takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by the Mount Seir road. But in the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. This was after he had defeated Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. Do you know it? And at Edri, he had defeated Og. I can say that one, Og. The king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth. East of the Jordan, in the territory of Moab, Moses began to expound the law, saying, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring people in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western footholds, in the Negev, along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites, and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Amen. Well, it's great to be together in church this morning. We started this little series last week on following Jesus, that we are people who are called to follow, to be followers of the Lord. Uh, That actually, one of the most important things we do is to frame our lives as followers. Because if we're following Jesus, it's an active thing. And uh, I was just trying to urge us, the Lord's been kind of speaking into my life about it the last six months, that I'm a follower. I'm not just simply a believer, but I'm a follower. I don't just believe in Christ, I want to follow him. I want to engage with him I don't want to walk after him I want my life to look like someone who is a follower of Jesus who wants to act like him speak like him think like him it's a transformation in my life and so last week we talked about that the demand of that that it's a personal walk it, it, it's you don't we don't follow Jesus with everybody you know we do this once a month to uh, well, not once a month once a week that was just my wishful thinking coming out there. that. Uh, we do this once a week because we're gathering in Jesus' name to encourage one another. But the truth is, when we leave here today, most of us uh, will have to take responsibility to follow Jesus for ourselves. It's, yeah, how is I, 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 am I going to work as a follower of Christ? Am I going to bring up my kids as a follower of Christ? Am I going to engage in, the, in this world as a follower of Christ, as someone who's seeking to live for him with all that that brings? And today I want to talk really about the f- The effects of following Jesus, because it is following that brings change in our lives. It's being a follower that transforms how we live. It transforms our experience. Jesus said to these fishermen sitting by the lake, preparing their nets to go and do what they always did. He came to them and he said, come and follow me. And I will make you into fishes of men. He said, if you come and follow me, I will bring transformation to your life. You will change your outlook, even your activity, your geography, your attitudes. Everything will change about you. I'm going to work in you. And that process begins when you start to follow. See, see, we, we have to recognize that if we just become, uh, if we become believers and then we don't uh, follow Jesus personally, then actually we, we don't change that much. But it's in the process of change, of following him, of learning that the transformation happens. It's the process of, of obeying him. It's a process of saying, hey, Lord, I'm going to honor you today. <laughs> I, I feel like telling that bloke to get lost, but... It's just me. Uh, but, but today I'm going to be like you because actually that's, that's what transformation looks like. It's the process of following that brings transformation in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. You know, we all want to have that impartation where God changes our natures. God, make me nice. It's not just my prayer. Your prayer as well as God, make Dave nice. I understand. But what we need to pray is God... I want to know you. God, I want to follow you. I want to be so filled with your spirit that actually I change my nature because I'm seeking to live the way you do in this world. I'm following you in that. I'm becoming like you. And Jesus called his first disciples to follow him and experience this change. And, you know, we find it. it takes a few years, and there's a lot of false starts with the disciples. Hello. Just like our lives, isn't it? You know, they set out, and they, they look as if they're going to do great. You know, they're always doing great when Jesus is with them. And when they're on their own, they start to mess up. Anybody know that feeling? You know, all of a sudden, they're like, victorious. says, Lord Jesus. You know, Peter's got his sword out. And then when Jesus isn't there, he denies him. Because he's having to follow. It's not all just... Uh, the see, see, every day is different when you're following. The challenges of it, the, the commitment of it, the walking through of it. And I want to just talk about that... Uh, transformation that occurs when we begin to follow. And I want to use this passage in Deuteronomy to just try and unpack that, that I read to us. This incredible story of, you know you know the, you know know the story so well, the people of Egypt, uh, sorry, the people of Israel came out of Egypt and had incredible miracles. The Lord brought them out. He did the plagues on Egypt. It was an incredible moment in the history of Israel where God brought his people to deliverance and led them through the, the Red Sea into the uh, wilderness, ready to go into the promised land. And it was an 11-day march. We read it there. An 11-day march into the promised land that took 40 years. Sometimes life's like that, isn't it? Because God halted them because actually they didn't do what they needed to do at the right time. And therefore it took them longer to get there. Because they wouldn't follow him the way he needed them to follow him. And so a generation went past until again we find God coming and speaking to his people. Listen, I'm ready. Will you follow me? You see, following Jesus is a key aspect of what it means uh, to be changed. We see that with Abraham, he moved out and he was transformed into the father of Israel. We see it with Moses, he moved out and he was transformed into the leader of the people of Israel, the most humble man on the face of the earth. We see it with David, he moved out and he was transformed into someone who could face a giant in the name of Christ. Why? Because he was stepping out and following who Jesus was. He didn't start off the day like that. How many of you know we don't start off as superheroes? We just start off as followers. We start off as people who are just entering in. Yes, Lord, I'm going to take the step of transformation in my life. And so I want to talk about what God could want to do through our lives, through bringing transformation in our lives, from this passage in, in uh, uh, Deuteronomy. It's interesting to me because uh, <laughs> God wants to change something in us so that he can fulfill his purpose in us. Yeah? First thing he wants to change, following brings a change in our situation because God wants to break us out of a rut. I want you to think about it. He says to them, you have stayed long enough at this camp. You see, following Jesus will always cause us to break out of the thing that prevents us from moving forward. Because the truth is we all like to settle down, don't we? We like to be comfortable. We like to say, well, you know, I've done that. And God comes and says, actually, I want to lead you further. You've stayed long enough here. Jesus came to the disciples sitting on the boat, and he said to them, hey, come follow me. And instantly, they got up and left the nets. You ever thought how Zebedee felt that day, watching his two sons walk away? I'd have been like, well, hold on, lads. Well, Jesus is calling us. Well, who's Jesus? But you see, they were breaking him out of a rut, and God does that. You see, five reasons why God leads us on is because he wants to break us out of the thing that's made us settle for less than he has for us. Being a follower helps us because it makes us think about why we do what we do. And so, listen, I'm not necessarily saying that God's going to come to all of us and say, move, but he might come to us and say, hey, you know what? You need to move in the way that you're thinking about this. You need to move in your attitudes. You need to move in your generosity. You've stayed in that place long enough. How are you going to grow if you stay with that attitude? How are you going to grow if you stay with that mentality? How are you going to grow if you don't believe for what God wants to do? You see, here's an interesting thing, friends. Um, I mean, and this is just, you know, in all of our lives, God wants to change our thinking. Hello. See, maybe we've stayed long enough in the thinking that we have as the people of God maybe as a follower of Jesus your thinking is keeping you from where God wants to lead you and maybe the Holy Spirit would come to you today and say you've stayed here long enough You've stayed in that place thinking about your life long enough. God has a different way for you to think. God has a different way for you to proceed. You've got to break out of the rut. See, sometimes God asks us just to do something fresh to make us see uh, that we've been uh, captured and stagnant in our lives. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? God wants to lead us beyond where we've been. And so to do that, sometimes he has to say, you've stayed there long enough. You need to move forward into God's purpose for it, and it's tricky, isn't it? We need wisdom. We need to be prepared to hear the voice of the Lord, because it's a it's a personal thing. No one else can tell you when it's the time for you to leave something. You know that, don't you? Don't let other people say it's time for you. You know, it's not like the big finger from heaven. It's that inner voice. I remember when we were in Stoke, in, in church in Stoke, all those years ago, and uh, we were happy in the church, it was fantastic, we were happy in the house, we just uh, spent a load of money on it, we were very comfortable, had the best windows we've ever had, still haven't got windows quite as good as the windows we had in that house, feeling just blessed, and the phone went one day, and as I went to answer, I, found the, I felt the whisper of the Lord, it's time to move, you've stayed here long enough, and I picked up the phone, thinking what's that about, and it was an invitation to come for an interview for this church, Isn't that amazing? Why? Because the Lord had said instead. If that hadn't happened, friends, I'd still be there. I'd have done 28 years now. But now I've done 18 here instead. Why? Because the whisper of the Lord came. And I want you to know, friends, God sometimes says to us, if we're going to follow him, we need to be followers because sometimes God wants to break us out of the thing that holds us. And sometimes we don't like that because... uh, Truth is, sometimes we don't like change. Anybody here don't like change? See, I love change. I want to change everything all the time, apart from the wife. Good choice early on, you don't have to change that, it's fine. But, but, you know, I want to. Ch- but listen, when God comes, He says, "Listen, I I need you to break out." Because the truth is, I, I don't know about you, but I can get bored easily. See, I think a lot of problem with Christians is they get bored. Nobody, just me. We get bored with you know with where we are because we're not following there's no sense of where's where's next god what are you asking me to do next god what are you speaking to me about there's no intimacy there's no sense of i'm following him today and so we get into a rut of christianity that's not following according to the pattern of the bible but it's just this pattern that we have in our day and god the holy spirit is whispering and says come on come on there's something more for you don't get stuck in that don't get stuck in that mentality don't get stuck thinking that's all i have for you don't get stuck in the place where you failed but actually start to believe that I've still got somewhere you can expand into don't stay in the rut and I think too many Christians become overwhelmed just by the mundaneness of life because they're not followers they're not listening for when the Lord speaks listen we're in Hull today because we're followers we're in Cologne today because we're followers we have a hope center today because we're followers. Because in the midst of just trying to do what God's called us to do, God speaks and we try and respond. It's amazing, isn't it? It opens up different opportunities. Why? Because I refuse to get stuck in a rut. I, if, if just you decided today, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm not going to get stuck in a rut in my faith. That would change the rest of your life. That's the only thing you listen to today. I'm a follower I've stayed long enough in that mentality. I've stayed long enough in my pity party. I've stayed long enough in my regrets. I've stayed long enough in my unforgiveness and my hurt. I've stayed there long enough. I refuse to stay there because I'm following Jesus. I'm moving. Sometimes you just got to get up and move, you know. Just got to say, you know what? I'm not going to allow that to dominate my life. The following helps us break out of a rut. following provokes us to try something new. Break, camp, and advance. You know, I, I love it that God is someone who likes to do something new. If God's so creative, how come we're so boring sometimes? You know, we need to do it. We need to find new ways. We need to look for new things. Because here's the truth, friends. Our generation needs a church that is committed to doing new things that says, you know what, whatever we need to do, we'll do it, to try and win people for Christ. Whatever we need to do, we'll try and make a difference. Being a follower helps us to be open. We, we become ready to say, well, we've never done this before, but let's try it. Lord, I, I don't know if I can do that, but I'll have a go. When was the last time you had a go just for the Lord? You thought, well, I've never tried this before, but I'll have a go. Some people are far more adventurous in their life than they are in their faith. And so sometimes we just need say, well, Lord, is it possible? I love it when Jonathan says to his armour bearer, hey, let's go over there and see what God can do. That's great, isn't it? He doesn't go, well, I have a totally foolproof plan. God's given me a word. I can't fail. He just says, hey, let's see what God can do. Because God can do more than me, so let's try something. And so he looks for something new. And and the Lord, word of the Lord comes, break camp in advance. God says, come on, I want people to want to try stuff. You can never get it wrong trying, friends, for God. Trying to share your faith, trying to be generous, trying to do right. Oh, you might fail. People might think you're a bit off the wall. doesn't matter, does it? Let's face it, you probably are. But what matters is actually you're carrying something in your heart for God. I want to try something. God is creative. He speaks. He leads. He imagines. Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Here's the words. Do you not perceive it? One of my great fears, friends, is that I might spend my life not perceiving what God is doing. How about you? That God might have something new for me and I miss it because I'm not aligning myself to see. I'm not in following mode. I'm in waiting mode. Sometimes we wait a long time for what God is asking us to step into. So I want you to just think about it. Break camp and advance. Pack it up. Let's get ready to go. Move forward. Just move out. I love it. Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. David walked out into the battlefield not knowing what lay ahead of him. He walked out. He stormed out. He said, come on, let's see what's going to happen. I'm going to do something today that nobody else has done. There's that spirit in him. God wants you to be a follower that says, I'm going to do something new. See, when we follow Jesus, we become open to him, changing our lives. He changes shepherds to kings, failures to success, brokenness to wholeness, fishermen to fishes of men. God has adventure for those who will follow him. Come on, church. Why aren't we followers enough? Why do we settle down so much? Wouldn't it be great this week if you were just open to the Lord saying, do something new. Go a different way. So I love that when it said to the wise men, go back a different way. They were just open. See, so we all like to go the, the same way we go, don't we? If you go one way, you like to go back that way. Go a different way. Just be open to something. Some of you, if you go shopping in a different way this week, God might give you a different opportunity. But it's about your attitude. I'm following you, Lord Jesus. Now, I know this sounds a bit fanciful, but actually, I've spent my life, my life, friends, I'm 54 years old. I've been in church for 54 years. I have. I've been in church 54 years. When I was a day old, I was in church. feels like I've been in church ever since. I, I, I've grown up in it, and I've seen so many people who, who will turn up week by week and are faithful, but they're not following. They're not looking for what God wants to lead them into that's fresh for them. I've learned in my life that the excitement and the adventure of following him comes when I step into something new. Here's what else we need. Number three, we need to follow him because following him brings momentum in our lives. Listen to this amazing verse. You're going to advance into the hill country of the Amorites. And then you're going to the neighbouring peoples in the Arabah. Then you're going into the mountains. Then into the western foothills. Then into the Negev and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon as far as the great river. Why do you need to follow? Because when you move, things start to change. When you move, you get different opportunities. When you try something, all of a sudden, it leads to something else. And all of a sudden, they find themselves advancing into the uh, hill country. And when they got to the hill country, they could see somewhere else that they could go. And so they went for it. And then they got to there, and they went, hey, there's a coast over there. Let's go there. And they went to it. It brought momentum into their lives because they were following Jesus. They were following what the Lord had spoken to them. And one step of obedience led to another step of obedience that led them somewhere else. They'd been camped at the mountain for years, at the foot of the mountain, actually, and now God was leading them from a place to place to place to place. What was he doing? He was saying to them, listen, I can do more in just a little while than you've done in 40 years. How many of you know, when you have that attitude, God can do more for you in the coming days than he has in the past? Come on, that's what we've got to live with, isn't it? If Don was here, I'd say, the best is yet to come. See, friends, it's a challenge to us, isn't it? We've been camped for a few years. It becomes, is the best really to camp? The best will come for us if we'll be followers. If we'll say, well, hey, I'm going to step into something. I'm going to try something. I'm going to put my uh, feet on my faith. And I'm going to walk after God. And guess what? All of a sudden, when you try one thing, another thing starts to come. When you do something for God, he starts to open up doors. What does he do? He takes that little seed that you've sown and he starts to increase it 30, 60, 100%. Why? Because that's the God he is. He loves to increase momentum in our lives. Sometimes when we become stagnant, friends, it's because we haven't stepped out. It's because we haven't followed. It's because we haven't dealt with that voice of the Lord speaking into our lives. Change brings momentum. Staying put rarely brings that. And that's why churches and individuals have to keep moving. Because Jesus has somewhere else for us to be and something else for us to do. Now, I want you to think about that in your life. What is it that God's asking you to do that could bring a little bit of spiritual momentum to you that could teach you something? You see, here's, let's apply it down in basic ways. If you don't, if you don't pray, then actually your understanding of God will be limited. Whereas when you start to pray and apply it, God will start to teach you something. If you don't read the Bible, your understanding of God's promises for you and God's path for you will be limited. But when you start to do it, actually the panacea of what God has for you starts to enlarge. And so you start to say, well, actually Jesus has forgiven me. I don't actually have to worry about that. There's no condemnation for me anymore because I'm living in the truth of who Christ is. So therefore I'm gonna step into something fresh. Hey, his spirit lives in me. Therefore I don't have to beg his spirit to be in me because his spirit is in me so I can live in the truth of who that is. Guess what? You start to gain. Momentum in your life, you start to be able to overcome opposition because actually you've equipped yourself to move into the purposes of God. Why? Because you became a follower, not a believer. Now I want believers, friends, but I want believers who follow. I want you to just start to think about it. I, I, I want to have momentum in my life. Where have I stopped? Where have I slowed down? Where have I settled? Where God was actually asking me to break out of? But God was asking me to do something in my life. Where God was asking me to move forward. You see, when you refuse to follow, you stagnate. When you refuse to obey, you stagnate. Because God can't move you forward anymore because you've said no. See, sometimes we want to say no to God and we think that by saying, I mean, we're free to do that. That's the amazing thing about God. He gives us freedom to say no. That's amazing, isn't it? If I was God, I'd make us all say yes. Thank the Lord, I'm not God. Everybody on that, everybody on the page there, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? But God gives us the freedom to say no. But the consequence of saying no is that actually we stop entering into the plan and purpose that He has for us. We're still saved. We're still living in the, in the you know eternal blessing of glory. But actually, what we do is we stop stepping into the purpose of God for our lives, and therefore we lose momentum and we begin to stagnate. Somebody hurts us. We become judgmental. And instead of forgiving them, it's just that little thing, but it's about being a follower. You see, forgiveness is about being a follower. I forgive them, Lord. I know, I know I have no right to hold against them, Lord, their sin, because you've forgiven me. That's a follower. And So as you forgive them, you then are able to move forward. You don't stagnate. But if you don't forgive them, then actually you're saying, well, God, you need to help me forgive them. Does he? He just tells you to do it. says, if you do not forgive them, I won't forgive you. There's the clue. In other words, if you don't forgive them, you're going to stagnate in your faith because you've stopped being a follower. All of a sudden, we have to come to that place where we fight with ourselves and we bow before God and we say, God, I forgive them from my heart, from my spirit, and I start to pray the blessing of God upon them because I want to be like Jesus. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And we step into it. We start to gain momentum again because we're following him. Number four, we're nearly done. Following brings a new perspective to our lives. See, all of a sudden, the Lord says to them, see, I have given you this land. See, I have given it. For a long time, it's just see, there it is. But now it's like, I have given you it. God says to them, I have a different perspective for you. I want you to see things with a different life. See, a follower sees things that are not as though they were. A follower starts to say, hey, God's promised us this. And everybody thinks it's a bit crazy. Because if you haven't seen it, you don't feel it. But when you see it, you start to say, hey, I know God's calling me to do this. I know God's going to open and make a way. I know God's going to work things out. So I'm just going to follow him in this because I see something beyond it. I love the story of Joshua uh, walking around Jericho. You know, the army's there. They're all gathered. And it says Joshua went out by himself. Why? Because he was feeling the pressure. How many would feel the pressure? He's got a million and a half people with him. He's got a city that has got 10 feet walls thick, 20 feet walls high, and he's standing outside it. No, it's never been taken. And he's out there, and he's walking around, and the Lord comes to him. Thank the Lord that the Lord comes to us in crisis. And he says to him, are you for us? And Joshua says to the Lord, are you for us or for our enemies? And the Lord says, neither. It's not what you want to hear, is it? But he says, but I've come as the commander of the armies of the Lord. He says, I'm not here for your purpose. I'm not here for their purpose. I'm here for my purpose. Can you see what my purpose is? My purpose is to give this city to you. Wow. It's a great word, isn't it? But the city's still standing. It's a great word, but there's still some fighting to be done. There's a great word, but there's war to wage. And so Joshua has to start to see from a different perspective. I want you to know, friends, we have to see victory. We have to see what God can do. It starts to rise up into us because we're following, because we've left something behind, and all of a sudden we're saying, well, Lord, we've burnt our boats, so now we're trying to take hold of it. We start to see things differently, because momentum has started to come into our lives. We've seen God do some things, and all of a sudden we start to believe for more. Listen, when you see to answer some prayers you start to believe for more because you've got a little bit of momentum in your life uh, I was at a conference this week pastoral conference a guy from America great guy and he did this great, great talk and he talked about momentum he said this he said a positive momentum is when you have a perception that God's going to go and with you and everything's going to be right even when the evidence tells you otherwise negative perception is you have a perception that it's all going to go wrong even when the evidence tells you otherwise. And that's how we live, isn't it? We get negative momentum because our perception is dominated by the things that we see around us and by the things that the world tells us. Hey, last week we believed World War III was coming, didn't we? The world told us it was going to come, escalate. We're still here. Because we don't know when World War III is coming or if it's coming. But everyone wants to tell us how to live. The Bible tells us let's follow and let's look with a different perspective. The Bible says that we should fix our eyes on what is unseen. For what is unseen is eternal. It's a faith thing. It's a follower thing. Lord, I'm following you. I don't see it yet. Lord, I'm not sure. I'm going around a blind corner. I don't know where it's going. Chrissy, this morning. Lord, I'm following you. I don't know where it's going. I don't know where this has gone. I only know today. I want to give thanks to God for his faithfulness because I trust him. I'm a follower. That's what we're about, because we see with a different perspective. I want you to challenge it this morning, folks. People of God, are you seeing with a heavenly perspective your life? I know we have to do that as a church, but you know what? First and foremost, we're all the people of God who follow him ourselves. Lord, I want to see with eyes of faith. I want to see with that perspective. You've given me a land. Lord, you've given me the promises. Lord, you've given me that opportunity. Lord, you've given it to me. Therefore, I want to take it and work on it. And then following finally stretches us, stretches our faith. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to you. You know, you don't need to have much faith if you've been doing the same thing for 20 years. Do you? When we first bought the Hope Center, I lost some sleep over that. I remember the first night, first Christmas, we had the Hope Center. We'd just put new toilets in the bottom, and uh, it was the worst winter we'd had in years. And I went in one Sunday morning after church, and the whole thing had fallen down because there'd been a leak in the pipes, and there was water on the floor, and the new ceilings had all fallen on the floor. I remember thinking, praise the Lord. remember looking at the first mortgage payment. £3,744 a month. Thinking, oh dear God, what have I done? I've got 15 years of this. Friends were on 10 years. God's been faithful, hasn't he? You know why? Because it stretches your faith. Used to be a worry. Now I very rarely think about it. Just think, hey, we've come this far. God's provided for us this far. So if God's brought me this far, how many of you know God's taken me further? Because he hasn't finished with me yet. He's still saying, come on, Dave, there's more land to take. Come on, church, there's more to do. Come on, whoever you are, because I still have a plan for your life. You might have written yourself off. You might have said, I'm too whatever, old, young, whatever it is. No, God says, I can take you somewhere if you'll follow me, if you'll stretch your faith and see what I can do. Because you're a follower of Christ. And it means that sometimes you walk through different things, you'll walk through different experiences, but actually you're stretching your faith. Sometimes you're going to pray out of absolute terror, God, please help me, I don't know how I find myself here. But actually you're stretching your faith, because God's leading you into his plan and into his purpose. Following stretches us. Because we move out of our comfort zone. and We say, Lord, I'm going to walk after you. The disciples literally walked away from everything they had. Now, we don't necessarily have to do that. Because not all the disciples did it. But it's a picture to us of actually the things that would hold us back. The things that would anchor us. That would say, well, actually, Lord, I, want, I know you want me to do this. But that's a bit challenging to me. God will always call you to stretch your faith. Because by not stretching, you begin to stagnate. You begin to just step away from where God really wants you to go. And I don't know about you, but I, I have this fear now in my life. I want to be someone who follows Jesus, wherever that takes me. And I don't mean physically or geographically even, but, but spiritually, emotionally, mentally. That my, my feet would be ready to step into the purposes of God, that my heart would be ready to, to buy into the grace of God, to, to, to give the love of God, to respond with the peace of God, even in the midst of all the anxiety of this world, because people, our, our world needs to see followers who say, hey, I'm, I'm stepping out after him. And the great thing about it is it, is it brings it down to each one of us. Because it's not all about how many meetings we go to, how much singing we do, how much we. It's all about, am I responding to where Jesus has called me? Am I allowing him to change my life so that I can become a follower of his? Am I changing how I walk? Am I responding to his leading so that I can be who he's called me to be in these days? Following is about change, it's about allowing God to transform our lives. Following following the Lord breaks us out of a rut, provokes us to try something new, creates momentum so that God can move us forward, gives us a fresh perspective, and stretches our faith. I want us to pray together this morning. When did the band come back? We're going to play a final song in a few moments. I want to just address a couple of things, really. First of all, this morning, if you're not a believer, then I want to say to you, God wants to transform your life. He wants you to be a follower. The message of the gospel we have in four points, just on the screen there. First is a heart. God loves you. That's why Jesus came, to make a way for you, because he loves you. He came to transform your life because he loves you. He came to bring change to you because he loves you. But there's a problem. The X represents the problem that we all have and that Bible tells us that problem is sin. That sin has separated us from God. Sin is the things that we've done that we know are not right even before ourselves, let alone before God. We've all sinned, the Bible says. I don't think I probably need to convince you of that this morning. If you believe in God... You know in your spirit, the whole your spirit convicts you. I know I've done things that are wrong before him. And that's why Jesus came and he died on a cross. To make a way for those who are separated from God to know and come and to respond and experience the love of God that we've talked about this morning, that we've sung about. But there's a choice. Will you decide to live for him? That's the gospel, as simply as we can put it. God loves you. Jesus died on the cross to deal with the issue of your separation from God. Will you choose to follow him? So before we go any further this morning, I just want to give an opportunity, maybe for the first time, maybe you need to respond again. Say, Dave, I want to be a follower today. I want to choose to trust in Jesus Christ and follow him. So just as our heads are bowed, if that's you, just before we close our service in a moment, just want you to slip your hand up while I'm looking. Say, David, would you pray for me? I need to get right with Jesus. Yeah, thank you. I see your hand. You can put it down again. Thank you. Yes, put your hands down. Yeah. Father, I just pray for those, Lord, who have uh, responded to you this morning. Lord, who know their need of a saviour who choose to respond to your love and your grace today you understand Lord that they're sinners before you Lord you understand Father that Lord they need to uh, Lord, break out of sin Lord and that they're powerless to do that but that's what you came for to make a way for them And so today Lord I ask you to meet with those who've responded fresh today Lord those who need you Lord, would you come into their lives today as they choose to respond to you and ask you to take charge of their lives. Lord, would you come, Lord, to meet with them? In Jesus' name, Lord. But I want to just pray over believers today. I want to pray for a couple of things, really. I pray for those who feel maybe just stuck in a rut. Maybe God spoke... Something, or maybe circumstances have just brought you, I mean, you just feel that you're uh, in a place where God's calling you to break out, enter into something new. I want to pray over your life today that God would begin to just lead you on the adventure of faith again, that you begin to see with a different perspective what God wants for you. Maybe the enemy of your soul has just been hemming you in and causing you to feel that actually there's no room forward for you, that other people can do it, but you can. I want to say, that's, that's not right. God wants to lead you into the abundance, into a spacious place, into a place of his purpose and leading. But it's time to break out. And If that's you this morning, just before we go into anything else, I just want you to do something. Just stand for me where you are, because I'm going to pray over your life today that you'll be able to move forward in following him. If that's you, please just stand now. Thank you. Bless you. It's just one of those moments that we respond to the Lord. We're followers. We're followers. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, God, that you call us to walk closely with you. Lord, you've invited us to know you in such a deep way, Lord, that we could experience your voice leading us, that your Holy Spirit can live in us and direct us. Lord, it's, it, it, it's dynamic, Lord. It's relational, Lord. It's it's uh, Lord. It's not exact, Lord, but it, it leads us on. We know you're prompting, Lord. But I pray that you'd make us sensitive to you today. I pray over my brothers and sisters Lord who perhaps just feel today that there's been something just holding them back something that Lord has made them just miss Lord the adventure and the walk Lord something that's defined their reality Lord that Lord you're calling them out of Lord and in Jesus name I just pray your blessing upon them Lord I pray that your spirit would come right now and would rest upon them Lord and they would feel Lord that sense of your hand upon them leading them forward Lord I thank you Lord that you have a different world for them, a different vision for them, Lord, a different frame for them to step into, a different path for them to walk, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have adventure for them, Lord, that you have purpose for them. And so in Jesus' name, Lord, I release them, Lord, from the past, Lord, from the things that have held them, from the things that have dominated their agenda. God, in Jesus' name, I call them followers of Christ. Step into, break camp and advance. Lord, for those who've stayed too long, Lord, in, a, in a, an attitude or a situation, Lord, that has been robbing them, Lord, we just, Lord, break its power over them today in their mind and in their spirit. Release them, Lord, to walk into your plan and purpose for their lives. I thank you, God, that you lead us. For those who've started to step out, Lord, Lord, would you bring some momentum, Lord, that enables them to move forward in faith and in joy, Lord, and in purpose, Lord, for your hand is on them, Lord. I pray that you would give us a different perspective of what you want for us today. Lord, that you would, we would just see, see that you have given us, Lord, those promises. See that you've given us, Lord, that opportunity. See that you've given us those skills to use for you. See that, Lord, you're putting us in a different environment that we can make a difference for you. God, thank you for your promise to us. I pray you'd help us, Lord, to step in faith, Lord, into your plan and to your purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder, could you all stand with me? For those of you who made a decision really to follow Jesus this morning, um, afterwards, Charlotte will just be down here on my left and uh, she'll just have some literature for you just to give you and we can pray with you if you'd like us to do that. We just want to help and maybe connect with you in that decision. Just follow that up a bit. Thank you for listening so patiently today. I was trying to just communicate this, this complex thing. I just believe God's got so much for us. You know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart yet conceived, no mind yet conceived what God has prepared for those who, who love him. But the Spirit reveals it to us. We just believe that God wants to reveal more in us yet. You know, as we're here gathered this morning, you know, some of you may be here just visiting us, just starting to attend our church. I call you to be followers of Jesus with us, to believe what God wants to do in you and through you. To have a sense of it. To have a sense of adventure rising in your hearts again. How can God use me this week? I'm following him. I'm living for him. I'm looking to step out after him as he leads me in my life. Father, we just thank you for your word. Pray you'd seal it to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.